0: Welcome to the Hello and welcome to The Other Day, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, like always, Claire J. And I'm Ayanna Monet. And welcome back to The Other Day.
1: Welcome back, y'all.
0: Yay. So in this episode, when you are listening, it should be the week of Thanksgiving.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So happy Thanksgiving to you all, if you celebrate that.
1: And if you don't. Eat you some good food anyway.
0: Anyway, just have that day to rest from your job. Hopefully that you're off from your job. If not, I apologize that you have to work, but we thank you for your service. (laughs) And whenever you get off, I hopefully that you have some time. Somebody made you a plate. Hey, look, man, them them plates
1: hit different. They do hit different. Because somebody thought enough about you Mm -hmm. to set you something aside. Oh, God, we thank you in the words (laughs) of Tabitha
0: Brown. (laughs) We love Tab. Uh, But in this episode, we really just wanted to talk about being home for the holidays and what that means for us personally and historically, what Thanksgiving has meant to us and what we do now, if the traditions
1: are the same or different. So kind of to jump right in, um, we really want to talk about, like, firstly, what did that look like for us when we were kids? Um, for me when I was a kid you had to get dressed up um, hair had to be pressed you were wearing tights and a dress of some sort shiny shoes it was an event with you know the frilly saying? socks it, re- it was it was that it was the frilly socks that slide all the way down your leg like <laughs> but it was such a it was a happy time I think for me as a kid because we would all get together at my grand my great grandfather's house, which was down on the family farm. Um, everyone would go down there, everyone would bring food. At that point in time, my mom was still just making de- the desserts. She was very young. <laughs> um, so it was she was either doing dessert or um uh, what's it called? The chicken spaghetti. That was her, those were her jobs, those were her roles okay, Um, and me and my sister, our job was to help, so we learned, we grew up, like, learning to cook with our mom, and so the holidays are always a fun time, because other than that, you're not supposed to go in my mama's kitchen, so it was our time to go in the kitchen and be of help um, with something other than the dishes, so it was nice, it was a good time, we would, I mean, and by all, I mean, y'all i have a very large family my grandmother has 12 siblings and each of those have four or five kids and each of those have two to five kids like it's a lot of us like way more of us than should be in one little farmhouse and it we would bring in tables from the church like we had to bring in extra seating and all types of extra stuff the metal folding chairs and table yeah, them and of course you know there was always the kids table in the laundry room right next to the family punch that included kool-aid sherbet and sprite that was my life as of course it was sweet tea because i grew up in mississippi so there's no family event without good sweet tea but yeah that was pretty much thanksgiving for me as a kid like it was it was a whole event like we got dressed up to sit in my grandfather's living room
0: i think that's what most people did i honestly as a kid i don't remember what we did for Thanksgiving. So I don't know if that means that we didn't really do much then. Uh, Because when I was younger, I don't think we were going back and forth to Mississippi as much as we do now as adults. I'm sure we had something at the house that was just my immediate family. Maybe the family that lives in Kentucky, we may have done something, but it's not coming back to me in my mind. The only I can think about is like, Middle school, high school is really when I can start to recollect if we did anything for Thanksgiving. And we started this tradition to where our Mississippi family came up to Kentucky for, or for Thanksgiving, and we would have Thanksgiving together, and then for Christmas we would go down there. They would come up here, and I would say the day before Thanksgiving. That's what they would get here. My aunt, she would break, bake these cakes in Mississippi, freeze them, and bring them up here. So it was like the de-thawing the process of her cakes <laughs> when she got here. I really like pecan pie. It's my favorite pie of all time. But I called Dang. it seed pie. As a kid, I <laughs> called it seed pie because I didn't know what pecans were. And so my aunt would always bring my seed pie that she'd make for me and so it was always a good
1: time. And then I guess the next phase of Thanksgiving would be when you finally move out of your parents' house. And for us, that meant college. Yeah. Um, and I did not go to college in Mississippi. I went to college in Kentucky. And by that point in time, my family had, my, by family, I mean, like my immediate family, my mom, my sister, my dad had moved back to Mississippi um and so I was in Kentucky and they were in Mississippi and I did not have the money to go to go home for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving break was like a week and that's like a really quick trip when you don't like to turn around when you don't have a car and you're more than likely taking the bus so I want to say my first year in what did I do my first year in college for Thanksgiving um said so, oh I went to my aunt's house my aunt lives in Louisville um, I went to her house and we did Thanksgiving with her and my cousins. Um, and then by my sophomore year, that's when I started going home with my friends. Um, I think was that the first year I went home with you, Probably. or did I go with Madison that year? I don't remember, mm. but typically when I was in college, I would just spend the holidays with my friends because by that point in time, I had a choice of whether or not I wanted to go home, and I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> like And we will get to that, and we will get to why very soon. Um, But by that point in time, I was an adult, and I got to make the decision about whether or not I participated in my family's holiday traditions. And by that point in time, money was definitely, like, the contributing factor to that. But also, I just didn't want to. Yeah. Because of various family dynamics and things like that. And so I just stopped going. And to this day, I haven't gone home like gone home to Mississippi for Thanksgiving since I had to and I was 18 and I still lived there Mm -hmm. and they made me participate even before then probably because we had by that point in time stopped going to my mom's which we always went to my mom's family house we never went to my dad's family house for holidays that's just not what we did um and so we always went to my mom's family's house and my mom's family is very large and very particular and so I (laughs) I just didn't want to participate anymore and my mom by the time we were in middle school you know she felt like she had given us the traditions and we didn't want to go and she didn't want to go so we stopped going and we started doing Thanksgiving independently when I was about in I'd say when I was in eighth grade, we were living in Louisville by that time. Um, so we were in Kentucky. Uh, and then by the time I graduated high school and was going to college, my family had moved back to Mississippi, but we were still not going to the family celebration. Like we were having our own celebration in our own city where we were located. Like we weren't going to family events. And if we did, we were going. And popping in and showing our face for like an hour or two and going home.
0: I feel like show your face was started in Mississippi family gathering. (laughs) (laughs) We admitted show your face and you go because for
1: real. You can't just not go. Like they gonna talk mad dirt about you. Yeah. So you gotta at least go and show your face because by the end of the night, everybody's gonna be so drunk they're not gonna remember who came and went. Mm -mm. which contributes to folks not wanting to come. I think I invited Ayana to Thanksgiving, like she
0: said, in sophomore year of college. That's when we officially met that summer of our freshman year into, Mm -hmm. into sophomore year. And I got that tradition from my dad when he was in college he would ask students on campus he was I think he was going to school or he was either working on campus at the time I'm not sure but he would ask students who didn't have a place to go home to for Thanksgiving he'd be like you know we have a really big house there's so many different people in there because like I you know I have a big family as well like my mom's the youngest of 12 and um, so all of them coming and then the family that we have here and people are married and have kids so we just got crazy so we're like we're gonna have all these people anyway so might as well just keep inviting more people and we'll have enough food and so my dad would invite those students so I saw that and it's the season of giving right so I was like well I does not have a place to go like come come with me and um and I would ask different people to come home with me. I think Ayana's is probably the only one that accepted. In college, like it was pretty much that's like I said, that's when I could remember our tradition. So our family would come up. We didn't really dress up like that. It was just kind of like, I mean, you dressed up. But if you didn't, nobody really cared. But you did have those people that would have their heels on, got their hair pressed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't really care like that. I was just like, I'm going to wear this hoodie from college and eat my food in peace you know we were also at the age where you could bring significant others if you wanted to and I had a significant other that came if you could call him that again so that was that was a mess in itself and Mm -hmm. we can talk about that but
1: that could be a whole episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) but being a girl is so different than being a
1: male because nobody cared nobody cared nobody cared what your cousins was doing no
0: in that big old house they had no care where they were and then mind you even my younger cousins like mind you i'm older
1: than them and y'all they were still in high school and i'm pretty sure one of them was barely out of middle school bro and y'all Bo.
0: worried about me i can't go to the bathroom i can't go get an extra plate they talk about where's claire Where, where's she, she coming
1: up to me where's claire she not in my pocket she around here somewhere <laughs> and it's
0: like oh my gosh but yeah so that was not that, that. was funny we had we had a good time though. thanksgiving was fun i mean it came Absolutely. with its own anxieties. I don't think I really cared that much until I was in college when my family seemed to care more about what I was doing. That's when I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. just let me get my plate and, and go. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's never that. It's never get your plate and go. Mm-hmm. Because dinner's always supposed to be at like four or five o'clock. And it's never starts until like eight or nine o'clock. And, the, and those of us in the family who like to be on time, who get there at four or five o'clock when they tell us it's gonna start are just disappointed every year when it starts at nine.
0: That's what we we moved ours up. Ours did start that time. Then we moved it up to like two because we knew it wasn't gonna start till five. But we said if it started at five, it was gonna start at ten. So we had to move it up so we could hurry people along but then yeah like the early people they'd be all dressed ready but then you too early you gotta help people finish cooking and then you done ruined your outfit trying basically, to basically trying to tra- take the dressing out of the oven and it done spilled the juice it's like huh, ugly
1: i was my sister showed me this map of like i guess like favorite thanksgiving foods apparently people only eat dressing in mississippi like it's only a mississippi thing other folks have stuffing, but they don't have dressing.
0: I don't, is there a difference? Mississippi
1: is the only place that has dressing. Yes, there's a difference.
0: What's the difference?
1: Stuffing is like more hard and crumbly. Oh and it's like usually inside of a turkey. Oh. L... Typically. No. No, yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> but no, yeah, we do, it was, I was amazed. Mmm, I ain't even heard of that. That's news. I was today years old.
0: Basically. Mm-mm, no, I like me. That was probably my favorite. If we're going to talk about favorite foods. Dressing. I know. Really, dressing was because my aunt makes the best dressing. Now, Higher. I didn't really like turkey like that. I wasn't my favorite. I don't like ham. So there would be some sort of chicken. So I would have my dressing with my cranberry sauce. My chicken, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, probably sweet potatoes, all the carbs, a little mm-hmm. roll. Mm-hmm. What else? Like green beans. I think that's pretty much all I had on my plate. All the other like traditional Southern foods I don't really care for. Like I don't like greens. You can get that out of my face.
1: Uh, <laughs> she laughing because I'm sitting here looking at her like girl. I can't think because of my it. My sister does the same thing. Like. My mom would make our plates. Obviously, when we were kids, they're not letting you serve yourself because you're going to make a mess. Yes. And so our mom would make our plates. The only thing on my sister's plate would be turkey and mashed potatoes and some sort of bread. Mm. That's it. Yeah, she's a meat and
0: potatoes type of person. Mm. She's a
1: meat and potatoes type of person. She's not trying to do none of that extra stuff. Uh,
0: I eat, I think I eat like a good amount of vegetables, but like your core- Supposed to be like black food. I don't really like black-eyed peas. I don't like them. I can't think like lima
1: beans. You're you don't candy. like to eat. Man, like, I don't like them. What I hear you saying is you don't like to eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like me this, on the other hand. No, go ahead. No, you're good. I I just feel like I would. I love all the Thanksgiving foods. Mm. Now my famous type of, when you see those posts on Facebook and it's like things you're having for thanksgiving and it's like ribs that's my family like that's my family you're gonna have turkey you're gonna have a holiday ham you're gonna have chicken but you also gonna have some barbecue ribs like that hands down there's going to be ribs however ribs are for grown folk huh grown folks get ribs hmm. i am now at the age that when i go to family events i get ribs Damn. <laughs> and that's my glow up
0: okay you know what for my we didn't have like a thanksgiving tradition like that but we had a, a christmas tradition and then when i finally got grown they were like we don't want to do that no more i've been waiting my whole life to be grown to act with the grown folks and now y'all don't want to do this tradition no boy i so upset
1: now mind you the last time i went home for a holiday it was christmas mm-hmm. and I was old enough to sit at the adult table because I'm grunt. And now all of a sudden, kids can sit at the adult's table. Since when? We weren't doing this in the 90s and the early 2000s. Mm-mm. They would have bit my head off if I came near the adult's table.
0: Especially like if they playing spades or something. If you don't go... Girl, 90- don't don't start. If you don't, don't start the 90- spades. Get your, your palate. Spades
1: contributes to my holiday anxiety because here i am at almost 27 i'm 26 not knowing how to play spades and my whole family plays spades you want to know why because my mom would not let us hang around the grown folks table she didn't want us in grown folks conversation she didn't want to see what grown folks were doing so we had to go some go be somewhere else and when i told her literally last week that i did not know how to play spades thanks to this facebook post that keeps going around She was so shocked and surprised and confused. I'm like, see, you sitting here in a state of confusion, like you didn't tell me to go mind a child's business. So that's what I did. And now I can't play spades.
0: I don't know. I would say like my freshman year at college, I think my mom taught me but I know I can't play with my family because they talk so much and I'm so yes. distracted. And that's the whole reason for them to talk like that. But I'm like trying to be like, okay, one plus one. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't play. So I'm just the, I'm the beverage girl. Anybody want some some drinks, snack?
1: Okay, I can do that. But no, I don't know how to. I do remember one Thanksgiving, my uncle taught me how to play speed. That I know how to play that.
0: Mm -mm. i'm not a good card game if it's not uno or goldfish i don't know what it is
1: (laughs) oh baby my grandma taught me how to play she taught me how to play a few card games when i was a kid but that's only because she wanted me to play with my candy like she (laughs) wanted to win my candy from me and so we would play with her and her little old friends (laughs) me and my cousins would play card games with them But they still never taught us how to play spades, obviously. So Mm -mm -mm. why they do this to us? But yes, spades definitely contribute to my holiday anxiety. Like
0: because in my household, it was always fun and games, and then spades would come out, and then somebody would all went south. Mad, and they would last. And we're loud anyway, so. And which is so interesting because in Mississippi, my mom and dad is from Mississippi, so like we'll spend. Um, the day before Christmas with my dad's side, and then the day after Christmas with my mom's side, and it's such a dynamic shift, because my dad's side of the family, my grandma don't like that loud stuff, like she, everybody's got to be quiet, she wants you to have fun, but quiet at the same time, which usually doesn't mix, because we want to have a good time, so she's, she don't like that, but my mom's side of the family, they are so Loud, like we're shouting at the top of our lungs, trying to talk in the same room mm-hmm. so loud. So, just imagine like already being loud, having fun, and then somebody mad now. It's
1: terrible. And I can guarantee you, with my family, a drink is involved. And the second they listen, the second the sun goes down, and the food, everybody's food settled, and everybody had dessert, and they pull out the bottles yes. and they pull out the cards. That is when my mother always was like, all right, y'all, it's time to go. Yeah. Because we learned. We learned. We learned. They don't play.
0: Mm-mm.
1: They might be playing spades, but it's not a game. It's
0: not a game.
1: Like, somebody might get hurt.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we we played more spades and stuff like that when we were in Mississippi. So, we couldn't go because mm-hmm. we were visiting. We live in Kentucky. So, we... The house that we're having Christmas or whatever the gathering is, is the house that's that's the event. So we have nowhere to go. So we stuck where everybody want to be mad, unless you want to go outside or you want to go somebody, with
1: somebody else. So like, you leave it, All right, me too. <laughs> I'm going with them. you. you going to bring me back later? <laughs> me. Me. Oh, because our cousin stayed trying to sneak out with us. Because mm-hmm. we were the family that was in Mississippi. And so our family that would come from Detroit and Ohio and all those various places to visit, they would either stay with my uncle, who's had the most room in his house for people to stay in, they or they would stay with us because we had extra rooms. Gotcha. And so, not that we had extra rooms, but that my sister had adult, had twin side, two twin beds in her room because I moved out of the room because I didn't want to be in the room with her no more. Yeah. And whenever we have guests, my room would become a guest room again. Gotcha. So yes basically so we had an extra room and so typically we had like a my mom has a first cousin who is me and my sister's age and so she would stay with us and then she has other cousins who were like closer to her age I guess they were like I guess they would be kind of in between like our two age groups my mom and like my sisters um and so they would stay with us and that honestly Honestly, that's another reason why we love the holidays when we were kids. Because our family, who had money, would come visit, and they would pay us to do ridiculous things. Like my cousin paid my sister hundred dollars one time to iron her clothes. We don't even iron our own clothes, but <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but we'll iron yours if you gonna pay us. Like she gave me twenty dollars to go get her something from the store. I'm like, okay, but I would have done it for free. Her, but they be in a given mood when they come to visit for the holidays, so I'm not turning down free money.
0: But I feel like that's another thing with family is that I'm sure that $100, that $20, they ain't really have that for real. They just wanted to be like, I, I got $100, let's go do my light work. And then meanwhile,
1: at home, the light's flickering because they're about to turn off. Like, <laughs> Baby, baby. Because now that I'm an adult and I know what really, how people's lives are really set up, I'm like, why were you giving children hundreds of dollars to do tasks that you could have just made them do because you're an adult? Right. Like, cause our mom wasn't going to let us say no to an adult. Uh-huh. <laughs> Period. Disrespect, Disrespectful. Do you want your teeth in your mouth? Because you real close to losing them. After going to college and
0: that's when the expectation I felt like for my family shifted for me because yes. not a lot of, of my cousins at that time were in college. So it's like, okay, Claire in college. So now I'm like, all right, what are you majoring in? What you want to do in college? Where's your boyfriend at? Why are, you, why are you fat now that you're in college? I didn't want to go home because I didn't, like Ayana said, like I didn't know the line between how to be respectful to my elders, like respectful to my aunts and uncles that were asking me these questions, but still be like, mind your business. I didn't yeah, know- You in my business? don't do that like I didn't know how to still like I I just didn't know so I just let them talk to me crazy and make me feel like I was feeling like I just was sad for no reason but I didn't know how to like stick up for myself
1: and I think for me it's not that I I didn't want it's not that I didn't want to go home for a period of time I just couldn't because I, I financially just couldn't afford it to do such a quick turnaround trip and then after a while it just became natural to not go because it's something I wasn't doing anyway you know and it's like I'm not missing anything because although like I love my family we have a lot of conflicting views yes and the way that my mother raised me versus the way the rest of my family thinks is very different and so my mother raised me to, like, to get respect, you have to give respect. So if you're going to disrespect me, I have every right to not respond to you, to not talk to you, to not make you a part of my life. And that's how my mother raised me. However, the rest of my family is, like, you respect your elders no matter what. It don't matter what they did.
0: Mm, but it, it, it
1: matters. <laughs> but I have thoughts and feelings. I'm a person, so... I disagree. And similarly, the first time I went home for a holiday after starting college, it was Christmas. And I remember when I started college, I was pre-med with a minor in psychology. By the time I went home, I was majoring in psychology with a minor in like child and family development, something like that. And I was talking to my uncle who, like, had by that point in time retired from being a principal. A lot of people on my mom's side of the family are educators uh, or business owners, things of that nature. Um, And so he, and, and I feel like they labeled me as the smart kid when I was a child. And they did the same thing to my mom. And they had all these expectations of what I should be doing and could be doing. And so when he asked me what my, like what my major was, and he was like, oh, I thought you were doing this. And I was like, no. He was like, well, why aren't you going to be a doctor? He's like, you're smart enough. You could be a doctor. And I, my response was, are you going to pay for medical school? And he didn't say nothing. So I took my plate and I walked away. Because he was not going to pay for medical school. Period. And you're not going to go through all these years of school. By my first semester, I was in tears. Like, I did not want to be there. I missed my sister. I missed my mom. I did not want to be 600 and something odd miles away. Like, I did not want to be at that school. And luckily, like, my mom convinced me to stay. And by my spring semester, things, obviously, they looked up. I mean, I graduated. I stayed at that school. I stayed there for grad school. Like I, I, they dang near had to push me out the door. So it's one of those things where having that conversation, my mom kept me in school, but the rest of my family, they didn't know that. And so I feel like a lot of the anxiety I feel from the holidays is because I feel like my family has an expectation for me to put on a certain face or to act a certain type of way to be somebody other than who I am. They still think of me as that child who was this, that, and the third. And of course I was respectful and sweet as a child. I had no choice, you know, and I'm not disrespectful or mean. Now I'm just an adult with my own thoughts and opinions and my thoughts and opinions are not theirs. And they don't like that a lot of the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they, they get taken aback. There are so many times I've talked to my family members and they immediately like called my mom or call my grandma and be like, did you know Yona was doing this? Or that she said this and, and I'm like, I'm grown, I'm grown, grown, and I'm not asking nobody for nothing, and, and, and that's the other thing with my family, it's like, they are very giving, but that gift comes with ties and attachments, Mm. and I'm the type of person, I don't want to feel like I owe anyone anything, and so even when I was in college, and I had family members offer to buy me cars, and offer to do this, that, and the third, I said no, and I continued to say no, and my first car was a car that I bought off of my mom that was used. It had um, like over hundred thousand miles on it. Like I chose to do that because one, it was what was best for me. And two, I don't want to have another adult micromanage my life because they feel that they've earned that because they gave me something, you know? And so a lot of times, like, my holiday anxiety comes from feeling like I have to perform. And I don't want to do that. And so now as an adult, I don't participate. I just don't go.
0: I think kind of how you said when you went to college, like, the major thing was really big for me because I was, I already just tore myself up when I was in college, how I felt about it. And then hearing it from somebody in my family that I respect as well. And I didn't have a response for it. And they were asking me for a response and I didn't know what to say either. And so I get irritated when people are asking me questions that I don't know the answer to. And they know that I don't know the answer to it, but they continue to ask me. And that just frustrates me to the core. And I feel like that's what going home for the holidays meant for me because, you know.
1: Frustration.
0: Frustration because they're going to ask me what my major is because it was something new every time. So freshman year, (laughs) I think I was psychology. No, I was um, psychology major, but with a focus and pre-med and then my advisor told me I wasn't smart enough to do that without me even taking any classes she told me I wasn't smart enough so I said okay I'll just do psychology and then I was doing that and then I was like I don't really like this and then I was um OT occupational therapy, then I was recreational therapy, and then I was a history major, and then so I just had all of these things. My every holiday, that my family's like, "What are you doing now? And what is your goal? To what is your goal?" And I had clearly, obviously, I didn't know. If I knew, I wouldn't be changing my major every five seconds. I don't know what I wanted to do. So that just that really was the the most of my anxiety. And then coupled with just, I have seasonal depression. I didn't know that at the time. And so it was coupled with just seasonal depression in general, that it was cold and you only see the sun for like five seconds a day. And whatever the stupid relationship that I was in, I was upset about that and just everything else that was going on in my life. And then my family's like, what are you going to do with your life? I don't, no
1: (laughs) (laughs) stop asking me
0: oh gosh and it just upset me because i really wanted to be like would you leave me be what are you
1: doing with your life (laughs) okay Mm. what is listen them holiday clapbacks though (laughs) i wish i could be that bold i really do but i'm not even i'm not even trying to go there because the thing is my family is with the shits like they will be on my neck and I just, it's best to not even start that game. It's yeah. best to not even participate I think because so. you're just going to get your feelings hurt.
0: Yeah. I was more so protecting myself because I'm, I'm not good with clapbacks myself. And so I was protecting myself because I was like, if I say something and they say something back to me, I'm not going to have nothing to say because I've been practicing. Because I know y'all going to be with it when I get there. So I've been practicing <laughs> what I'm going to say. But then I don't know what you're going to say. So I can't practice my response. So I'm slow. So I was like, I don't want to even open that can of worms. And then also, I don't want it to come back to my mom being like, mm. you raised Claire and your kids to be – disrespectful and then now they talking to my mom crazy and I couldn't handle with it. So I just dealt with it, but obviously I didn't dealt with it,
1: deal with it because I was just sad. <laughs> so and so I, all that external pressure turned internal. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then it made me feel bad about it. I'm like, well what am I doing? I don't,
1: I, what I, am I doing with my life?
0: Yeah, like, I should, I should know this, you are correct, and I think with my, my boyfriend at the time, because he, we were long distance, he lived in Mississippi, and we have very different lifestyles, mm-hmm. and so naturally, you want to turn to your significant other, but he just didn't understand what I was going through, so I told him that, like, I was sad that I was depressed, and then he told me, no, you're not, because you got to grow grow up with two parents in the household that knew about education, that really advocated for you. So no, you can't be sad. That's not that's not a thing. So don't talk to me about that. And then I was just like, Oh, well maybe I maybe I shouldn't be sad. So that made me even more sad that I felt like I lived this quote unquote privileged life and I shouldn't be sad, but I was feeling this way. And I just didn't feel like I had anybody to turn to because I wanted to talk to my family about it because I am so close with them. But then they're over here yelling at me for not knowing. And I'm just like, I just want to talk about what it is that I'm feeling. So maybe I can be on a better path. So I think I was just kind of doing my own thing which for that caused me to make these just drafts like major changes in life and whatever I was doing in college because I just felt like I had nobody to go
1: to yeah that's real though yeah and I feel like a lot and I will say a lot of college students that I interact with um just within my day-to-day work a lot of times around this time of year like I'm having conversations with students about can I do extended housing for the holidays and what does that look like? And, and then having to coach them through having that conversation with their family because they've never said no to their families before. So I'm sitting here talking to students and, and coaching them through a process where they have to literally tell their families, like, I don't want to be around y'all. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming home and you can't make me and then deal with the consequences of that. That's real. And it's very difficult. And so I say that to say like what we went through felt unique to us, but it wasn't. Yeah. And a lot of students deal with this every year and people who aren't students, people who are just everyday adults going about life who never learn to set boundaries with their family.
0: Yeah. And it's important. But like I said, it's there's a bunch of people that feel like me that they just don't know where that line, like I said, how to be your own person, but also be respectful to your elders. Because I think a lot of people in the black community growing up, we've been conditioned to be like, just do this, do what I told you to do. I don't want to hear what you got to say because it don't matter. I need you to do this thing. And go on about your life. And I yeah. I was conditioned that way, especially for me. I'm just I'm not a aggressive person. person. I'm not a talk back person. I'm kinda like in the background. I'm a very I'm a background, I'm the pips, right? I'm not Gladys Knight, I'm a pip. And I'm content with my backgroundness. Like I was like, I don't really want to be questioned. So if anybody's gonna ask me to do something, I'm gonna do it. And that's just gonna be that. Like I'm never going to to voice my opinion. And it's still at almost being twenty seven, I'm still trying to figure out how to find my voice and be okay with that. I think in the professional world, I'm finding my voice there, but when it comes to my family i'm still the youngest of all my siblings and i turn back into that young girl that doesn't know how to speak for herself
1: and i think i have the opposite problem is that I, it's not that i don't know how to speak for myself because if i learned anything i learned to if i learned anything from my mother and her side of the family it's that i am a strong woman and i have thoughts and opinions and i'm entitled to those But the other thing I learned from her family is you have your thoughts and opinions and no one gives a shit. Mm. Like, keep that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because that's not what we're doing over here. You're a child, stay in a child's place. Mm. Except with my mom, to an extent. To an extent, my mom let me have thoughts and opinions. (laughs) Um, And we were able to communicate and have a pretty open relationship, I would say, for the time that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. however with the rest of the family we knew our boundaries and we knew not to make my mama look bad yeah because we could go back and forth and crack joke and like crack jokes on my mama and stuff like that but we couldn't necessarily do that around the rest of the family because they would take it a type of way you know and so I remember the last time I went home it was like maybe two years ago I went home for Thanksgiving with my sister we just randomly decided to go down and one of my aunts said some one of my great aunts said something really out of the way to me i was just literally heating up a plate in a microwave and she said something to me and i was like i looked at my sister and i looked at her and i just went back to doing what i was doing because i was like like a moment just flashed before my eyes where i was like <laughs> you don't know me but that's fine mm-hmm. like they don't know me as an adult they haven't been around me as an adult They've only been around me as a child, and so they don't know how to talk to me as an adult because they don't know me, yeah, and so I had to really reel that in because I was about to i was about to snap like I was about to tell her what the Lord loved, and I did not need to do that because my mama, my grandmama, everybody would have known about it within five minutes, yeah so I didn't say anything, and that's the first time as an adult, I felt like I really held my tongue when someone came at me sideways in a private setting work-wise I do it all the time but in a private personal life that's the first time I felt like I had to really hold my tongue
0: yeah I think we're kind of opposites on that end I think also it has to do with it could be in that you're an older sibling and I'm a younger sibling and so I kind of just lived in my older sister's shadows because if I didn't have nothing to say my sister was going to have something to say for all of us. And with that coupled with me being shy and they just let me be in that role. And I was in that role way too long into my adulthood that when I got to college, it was finally time for me to speak for myself and make my own decisions and buy my own groceries and do these things. And I was lost. (laughs) I said, I don't know how to I don't know how to call somebody on the phone to make an appointment for myself. I don't know how to tell the the waiter what I want to eat. Like I was just lost. So let alone if I can't talk to regular, degular, every average Joe Day people, I know I'm not gonna be able to talk to my family about that. I'm confused <laughs> in school. Thank and I just you. went to college because I thought that was what was expected of me. And that was just your next step in life. I didn't know how to say that. So I just cried when I got home.
1: (laughs) That's upsetting. But I feel like once we were in college, though, like, I mean, I was there with you. And like, they were like asking intrusive questions. But I was a guest. So I really couldn't say anything. Because we would talk about it afterwards. And I'm just like, this is not my thing. And that's the other thing. It's like, it's not my family. So I'm not about to say anything about anybody else's family. Like, I'm a guest. Mm -hmm. and so I keep I kept all my thoughts and opinions to myself Mm -hmm. because that's the one time in life I really do keep my thoughts and opinions that's not my business you you cannot comment on other people's family and their family situation lock it up throw it away
0: yeah until Ayana really became family because we were attached at the hip so she would come to she even came to Christmas sometimes because you know we're we both have family in Mississippi. And so if I was down there, she would maybe be down there at the same time. So she would come over during that season as well. And so they just knew who she was. They didn't really know why they knew who she was or where she really came from, but they didn't know where I came (laughs) from, but they knew I was familiar. Yes. And so we became attached. And so they kind of they kind of got not I wouldn't say bold but they would start to extend those same questions of me to her and Yana was like I don't go
1: here (laughs) like literally I would look at Claire and be like uh are they talking to you or me (laughs) because I remember one of the last times I came home with you for Christmas we were standing in your parents living room and your mom straight up was like, Ayana, how much do you weigh? <laughs> I was like, excuse, excuse me? Right, she has no limits, man. It Zero is- filter. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> she's- and I love it. She's one of my favorite people. And she don't be joking. She's dead ass serious. Mm-hmm. She's now, so serious.
0: Yeah. Like, you can answer or not if you want to. She don't care, but she's gonna ask it. If that's it was quickly
1: followed by, yeah, it was quickly followed by, I mean, you don't have to answer but how much do you weigh and okay. i think
0: we feel this way but it's something that i'm sure that they felt at the same time or currently feel but they oh, don't yeah. really feel there so they're like let me ask you what i've been asked all my life that makes me so angry about holiday time and not that let's all heal together and figure out why are we so why do we have so much trauma <laughs>
1: Never, talk about that never never nobody ever wants to have that conversation
0: Mm-mm.
1: one of the last times I went home with my family, I remember one of my not even one of my multiple family members asked me if I had a man, and i'm just like one you're assuming that I like men, which is half true, and two you're over here asking me about my dating life when my entire life you have told me to leave these little boys alone and focus on my education and that's literally what I've been doing I have not dated a single human like have not had a relationship and y'all are over here now that I'm in my 20s and I have two degrees asking me if I have a man where where, what time when I have time to find a man Mm -hmm. working three jobs and going to school when I have time to find a man ask riddle me that when did it go from leave these little boys alone and get your education to where your man at? When did we make that switch?
0: Right, and then we'll, when y'all gonna have kids. I'm sorry.
1: Basic. Always asking me about my uterus. Do you plan to have kids? And when the answer is no, oh, that's a whole other wormhole. So you might as well just say, I haven't really thought about it yet.
0: Because, I mean, it's a conversation I don't really feel like having
1: with you. So I'm just gonna- And it's none of your business. Yeah, for sure. That's between me and my God. I don't have to answer anybody's question. And that's, I don't like being questioned because it puts me on, I feel defensive. It puts me on defensive because you're asking me intrusive questions that I don't want to answer and basically phrasing it in a way that I have to answer.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but maybe that's how I felt. And
1: I don't like being questioned simply because the people who know me already know the answer. And they don't have to ask me. Look,
0: one of these days I'm just going to be randomly married to some man that's going to be Pop new, up
1: married one day. new to some, old to others that need to know. I have family members who didn't even know that I, I moved and took this job. And they thought I was still in school. I'm like, I've been here <laughs> for over a year. So that just signals to me you shouldn't be asking me any question about my life you don't know me you haven't made an effort to know me as an adult and I don't want to answer your questions yeah and I don't know if that's mean but and some people do some people completely disagree with how I handle my family and that's fine but this is not your life
0: no
1: and you don't get a say so if you're listening to this and you feel the type of way about how I handle my family I'm sorry <laughs> It works for me. It works for me. It's not a one size fits all. It's not. This is just how I protect my my mental peace. And I think this year um, will be
0: the first year that in my adult life or that I can even remember that we're not getting together because of the pandemic of all that's going on. So it's going to be a new year. And I'll let y'all know how that is on my mental that I I got to spend just the holidays with my immediate family. Do I like it? Do I dislike it? Am I less stressed? Probably. <laughs> we shall see. It should be interesting, but
1: yeah,
0: I definitely want to take this time for those that, are getting together with their family just to remember to be safe, remember to wear your mask, do all of that to protect yourself because this pandemic Get tested if you can. Yes, it is not over. Far <laughs> uh, from it. So just remember you can have fun, but just
1: remember to protect yourself and your loved ones. So this year, for for us, and by us, I mean my sister and I, that's my family right now in, in the place that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, we are more than likely going to facetime our mom at some point Mm -hmm. um she's on the other side of the country but i mean honestly with this pandemic we can't go anywhere and we've been encouraged not to travel by our um, university Um, we're going to do what we did last year and do a friendsgiving with some of the other um, residence hall directors that work with um obviously we're going to do that socially distanced and with masks on duh it's usually like a potluck type situation Last year, I brought my double chocolate sour cream cake made with whipped topping and strawberries, all homemade, except strawberries, obviously they're store-bought. But yeah, and then I brought sweet tea, which was a hit, because apparently these people here in the Midwest have never had sweet tea in their life, <laughs> um, and they guzzled a whole pitcher within, like, <laughs> 10 minutes. Wow. I know. They were so shook. Mm-hmm. But I'm like it's just sweet tea like yeah throw way. some sugar in your tea and put it in the fridge but you know look I'll take that if that's
0: all you need me to to provide for the function I will gladly make right it. I don't know my dad asked me to make banana nut bread for things, mm. which I've I have um, learned to make over the years because banana is my favorite fruit for those that didn't know and so we always have bananas out the wazoo and sometimes I can't eat them before they get extra ripe and I always like banana like nut muffins and so I decided to to make banana nut bread and I found that it was fairly easy and it was decent so my dad always requests that so which I thought it was random that he requested it for Thanksgiving but I'll make that but I did see I think on Facebook of these like mini um, sweet potato pies, and mm. I think I might make them like they were in like crescent roll things that were like little mini size, like little
1: bite sweet. Potato. I think I know what you're talking about. That would uh, now, one thing we both love a good sweet potato. I love a good sweet potato any so. type of way, any type yeah. of way you can make a sweet potato, give it to me. Fry
0: sweet just a regular <laughs> sweet potato, sweet potato pie. You know I don't need hash, on it. Sweet potatoes, like all of it. That's my mom's favorite too. So we anything
1: sweet. Oh, I know. Have <laughs> you remember that time she made these sweet? Y'all, she put like four, five sweet potatoes in the thing and like cooked them whatever they were cooking for like ever homegirl literally just pulls a sweet potato and starts eating i'm like is she does she just bite that sweet potato girl she eats it like a banana she'll just eat she it Yeah. and i'm like i've never seen anyone do that but that's genius and it's easy yeah what my mom will do is like she'll
0: bake a whole bunch of sweet potatoes and then she'll freeze them so that when she wants to reheat them it doesn't take as long because they're already made and that's what she does mm-hmm. life hack for anybody that wants to do that with your sleep. oh genius but all right y'all we are gonna wrap this episode up so we hope that mm-hmm. you got a laugh out of some of that maybe some of those emotions towards being home for the holidays resonated with some of you all but In the next episode after this one, we'll give you some tips and different life hacks on how to manage those different anxieties or how to really stand up for yourself during the holidays or even if you decide not to go, like what does that look like for you for the holidays? So we want to give you Mm -hmm. some tips to to manage this holiday season.
1: Definitely. As always, we want to highlight a Black business and as is the trend here this is going to be a black woman-owned business Mm -hmm. we have this week the carmen danielle collection that's carmen with a k and you can find them at carmen danielle collection on instagram or carmen danielle collection.com they provide handmade vegan cruelty-free products this includes the best and, I, and when I say best, I mean the best lip gloss I have ever tried. I'm not one for, like, lipsticks and stuff. I always feel like a clown when I wear them. <laughs> there I, I do. And these lip glosses, they give you the perfect shine. They're very moisturizing for someone with dry lips like myself during the winter time. Get the crusty crust. Not with this. Okay. I tried the coconut water and the fairy sickle beautiful the coconut water is just like a general just like cute like just regular degular gloss um it does smell straight up like coconut so if you don't like coconuts not for you that is my cat the fairy sickle is very similar to the coconut water however there's flecks of like pink and green iridescent like sparkles in, and it lo- y'all it looks so good on they also sell handmade bracelets as well as um cutie clips now the bracelets you can get either as singles or you can get like a bundle Mm -hmm. the cutie clips for our our ladies or men out here with the claws when if you got the long nails like i used to pre-covid when i still trusted nail salon the cutie clips are for you they allow you to take your debit card and like you, it's a little clip you can pick up your debit card keys things like that without chipping or breaking nails y'all oh, these cutie clips are the truth for long nailed folks genius <laughs> genius i'm telling you and keep in mind all of these products are vegan and cruelty free check out my girl carmen danielle let her know the other day sent you we stand a black queen doing her thing. So go check them out.
0: Right. So this is the end of the episode. And we hope again you enjoyed it as we enjoyed it recording the episode. But as always, remember that you are somebody because God the higher power Allah or the universe don't make no mess all right (laughs) y'all talk to y'all next time
1: (laughs) bye Bye, y'all